Welcome to the Together for Good podcast brought to you by Bethany Lutheran Church in Cherry Hills Village, Colorado. Our episode today, it's a Monday, so you know what that means. It's a recording of the sermon from yesterday. Pastor Gary preached yesterday for the first Sunday in Advent, and it was a real creative worship service with a lot of really neat parts, and he kind of runs through as part of the service the whole history of the line of David and the life of the people of Israel, all of that leading up to the coming of Jesus on Christmas. So I encourage you, if you can, find the YouTube channel and uh, watch the whole service, or you can go to our Tumblr account and see the video of the sermon portions. But here's the audio version, which will also just give you a real sense of the overall theme and hopefully give you a little bit of a sense of hope uh, at this time of year. It's a season of Advent, a season of hope and peace, joy and love. And so I hope you enjoy this sermon from Pastor Gary, which was delivered on Sunday, November 29th, 2020. So Nathan has had this conversation with David. Although the things that David had been talking about wanting to do for God, God turned it around and said to David, this I will do for you. I will give you all of the things that you wanted to give to me. It seems so much the way of God to give to us whatever we want to give to God. God wants to bring those blessings back to us. And so it seems that he does to David. Now, David already had the, 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 the throne room. David already had the, what we might call in our terms, a, a castle, a kingly place to live and to be. And so God's promise to David was not really about the structure. God's promise to David was about what all of that meant what that would feel like, and the security that came with it. Because the people had felt still slightly insecure. They still remember the time of Egypt. They remember slavery. They remember coming out of slavery and crossing the Red Sea. They remember the wandering in the wilderness. They remember begging God for a king and God saying, you don't need a king, I will be your king. So God appointing judges, these people who would be temporary rulers to get the people through crisis if they needed it but then always they were to turn their hearts and their minds back to God but at a point God relented and sent them Saul to be king and after that transition David became king and now David wants to give God some some permanence something that that God hadn't felt before at least in David's eyes the the covenant, the Ark of God, or the Ark of the Covenant. Quick quiz, how many of you knew anything about the Ark of the Covenant before the movie Raiders of the Lost Ark? But this is what we're talking about, is, is, is that Ark that was carried around, but always wherever it was taken, just a tent, uh, a canvas tent built up around it. And now David wants to build this glorious temple to, to house the Ark of God, the Ark of the Covenant. And God says that kind of security is not what God needs. But God knows that sometimes we need it. God knows that sometimes we need that kind of security. So through the prophet Nathan, he makes this promise to David. 
that your throne will be secure forever. And again, God's not talking about a structure. God's talking about a a people, a leadership of knowing that someone from David's line would sit on that throne forever so that God's reign would be continuous and we would never we would never have to feel insecure and so this was the promise this was the covenant now what Nathan doesn't completely unveil to David but what we should know already is part of this covenant was not just what what God would do for the people but what we would do in response to God how we would live in order to let God know that this covenant went both ways that we understood what it mean meant to be God's people to understand the trust that we had to understand the commandments of God and our promise to live by them. And what I want you to do is pay attention through the worship service in your bulletin, and if you haven't printed it off, uh, you'll have uh, opportunities to hear Janet read some historical happenings because what we're going to do in worship now is we're going to travel a thousand years. It was a thousand years BCE that, that... God was making this promise to David. A thousand year journey of Advent that we're going to be on throughout worship, knowing that God has made a great promise to David, knowing what God expects of the people in response to that promise, and knowing that at times, well, We're simply the people of ourselves and not the people of God. But it still is our journey. This journey from the promise of David, a thousand years of Advent, is the journey that we live over and over again. Join us in this Advent journey. And we So there we are, a thousand year journey from David to the time of exile and the, the time that they were taken away about 500 years. And 500 years later, the temple partially restored, but now another 500 years and it's actually in that 500 year period that we don't get a lot of historical context out of scripture not not nearly what we had gotten up to this point now one israel was not in power they were still being ruled by others the power may have changed over times but israel never saw its former glory under david and solomon And so they had this this temple back. They had a a semblance of a throne, but where was the promise? And so when Matthew is writing his gospel account, he gives at the very beginning a lineage that takes us all the way through so we can understand 
how this promise has continued, name after name after name, reminding us that God has not let go of this promise, even in those times that Janet relayed for us from history that we had let go of the promise. Matthew comes to remind us that God has never let go of that promise. And so in the first kind of narrative that Matthew describes, the angel comes to visit Joseph and embedded in that are the three most important words that we could hear about a reminder of this prophecy. Those three little words you sometimes would just gloss over, but they are so important for us today as we understand what this means because when the angel addressed Joseph, the angel didn't say, hey Joseph, pay attention, I have something for you to do. One of the few times an angel didn't even say, Joseph, don't be afraid, maybe because he was already in a dream state and it wouldn't have mattered. But instead the angel comes and says, Joseph, son of David. And you know that the people who would have been reading Matthew's gospel account would have heard that and said, there it is. There's the lineage we have longed for so long. That's what we have been waiting for with hope and expectation to believe that God was still active in this promise. Going back a thousand years that God had said to David, David someone from your line would sit on the throne. So the people would have had such hope and expectation that this could finally be coming true that God had not abandoned the people even as they had, might have thought. And even if they thought that God was still with them somehow in their worship and all of that, that this promise clearly had been long, 500 years forgotten. And just in those three little words, son of David, the promise leaps back into the hearts and the minds of the people. And later on, we hear that Matthew picks this up because he talks about why all of this happened and why these events were unfolding as they were. And he said that all of this happens to fulfill, to fulfill the, the, the prophecy, the, the promise, he goes back and hearkens back a prophecy made from Isaiah, but the people already had put themselves in place to understand that the fulfillment of prophecy was happening right in front of them. And so they would hear this message of a birth that was about to take place. And they'd have to wonder, would this be the time. Would this be the time? Finally, after a thousand years of promise, after 500 years of a temple partially restored, could this be the time that someone from David's line would inherit the throne?
But when it comes to kingship, when it comes to real authority, God has something else in mind. 